Hey Wild Souls! I have a cool announcement to make that the Wild Soul podcast now has an affiliation with Now Alchemy. What is Now Alchemy? I will let you know what it is. It's an amazing company that I have been using and I wanted to share the knowledge with you because this day and age, we need to do all that we can to take care of our body, mind, and spirit. So now alchemy unifies ancient alchemy with advanced science to fully actualize nature's greatest potential. Using the world's most natural and cutting edge absorption technologies, now alchemy potions are designed to synergistically amplify the benefits of each ingredient while allowing your body to absorb their key nutrients at maximum rates and effectiveness. Now Alchemy is the pioneer of Ormus Gold and all natural nano enhanced remedies. This conscious company is constantly raising the bar to bring you the most effective anti-anxiety and youth generating elixirs on the market. And I have tried Ormus Gold and it's legit you guys. And right now, Ormus Gold is actually 50% off for a limited time. And you all can use my promo code Queen Namaste to get an additional 10% off. So Ormus Gold actually has gold inside it and it's like a dropper and it's dope. <laughs> so you set a positive affirmation before you do it and apply one to three drops under your tongue and hold for 30 seconds while meditating on your affirmation and you use it at least once a day. And for me, I found that it definitely lifted my mood up. I felt more connected to spirit and my third eye opening. It definitely supports your body and your mind and it's anti-aging and it helps with your sleep. So that's just one of the products or one of the elixirs that now Alchemy provides. They have so many more. Um, another one of my favorites is Limitless and it's a mushroom complex that has chaga, red reishi, lion's mane, shiitake, oyster, um, so many other <laughs> mushrooms that I can't even pronounce. So if this interests you, head on over to nowalchemy.com slash discount slash queen namaste and have fun shopping. You are listening to the Wild Soul Podcast, a podcast for the wild ones. Join me, your host, Queen Namaste, as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path. From wild, inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between. Because really, who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum? Hello, Wild Souls. Welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast. I am your host, Queen Namaste, and this is the podcast where we talk about all things wild, woo, <laughs> and the woo-woo. Nothing is left off the table, and I get to interview amazing people from around the world who are shifting the consciousness of the planet. So if it is your first time, welcome to the show, and if you are a returning subscriber, thank you, holla virtual high five. Thank you for your support. Quick little, a quick little favor I would ask you before we begin is if this episode resonates with you to either like it, review it, subscribe it, take a screenshot of the episode, post it on your social media and share with those that you love and care about because sharing is caring. 
Thank you very much, fam. And this week, I have the pleasure of interviewing Jessa Lynn. And all I gotta say is Jessa Lynn is the real deal, the next level. She is an intuitive coach and a mentor and a boundary queen, as she calls herself. And we talk about a lot of stuff in this episode having to do with ego and ego death, having to do with boundaries, having to doing with leveling up and what she does with her work and her clients and how she can possibly help you, which I know she can help you. I already got so much out of our our conversation just by listening to what she has to say and the work that she has done. And I am just stoked for this episode. I can't wait for you to meet her and hear a little bit of what she does and what she offers. So without further ado, here is Jessa. Okay. <laughs> Gotta get it out now. I just took all my, you know, probiotics, my my ginger, my turmeric, all that stuff. So. Oh my out. god! Can I keep this up? <laughs> I would do. I burp all the time. People like yo, girl. Like. <laughs> hey, energetic processing. It's a thing. <laughs> amazing jessa welcome to the wild soul podcast yay i'm so happy to be here i am so stoked you are here like gemini sister reconnected via internet divinely aligned and i am so happy that you're here to talk about all that you know because you know a lot and people need to (laughs) people need to hear it (laughs) well thank you i like to kind of be a keeper of knowledge and I'm like uh, I consider myself a scientist of life of life experience the human experience and what it's like to be a being in a human body and how each of us our humanness makes this experience unique um, to remind us what we need to know about our beingness so I'm so stoked to be here and just kind of gab all of the things and I'm I'm excited to learn all the things so you call yourself a intuition coach intuitive coach? Yes. So intuition and mindset coaching, I think the two things go hand in hand. Um, So often our mindset blocks us from recognizing that each of us have intuitive abilities, both men and women and everything in between. Um, We are born naturally with these intuitive abilities and over our processing. And what I mean by that is downloading different systems and processes that we run through our brain. This is thoughts, feelings, actions, reactions that we have absorbed from our family and our society at large, actually start to turn those or dim those abilities all the way down so that we can be quote unquote normal. And by clearing out mindset blocks, limiting beliefs, deep fears, trauma, etc. you have the ability to start to bring your intuitive gifts back online. So that's what I do is I help people who truly don't believe in spirituality, intuition, all of these things, but kind of know there's something else out there, but are like afraid of what that might be. Those people are my people um, because it just is a, a 
little bit of their own limiting beliefs and programming that is blinding them from seeing their true unique gifts. Um, and it's like my magic sauce, I just get in there and I'm like, all right, let's get into the nitty gritty and clear that shit out so that they can see truly how gifted, beautiful and unique, unique they are underneath the bullshit. The bullshit, the program, the conditioning that we were born into. Yes, you're doing amazing work. So I just want to thank you for doing what you're doing on the planet. Thank you. It took me a while to realize that this is the work that I was meant to do. Uh, took a lot of deprogramming myself to get here. Um, but I have never felt so embodied, so enlivened, so fulfilled now that I'm doing this work. It's like, yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> That's how we're supposed to feel. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, we kind of already answered it well with what you do, but usually the question I always ask my guests is who they are. So who is Jessa? <sighs> Jessa is a human who is just doing her absolute best every day to be more and do less. Ooh, so good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> be more by doing less. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've learned, especially in like Western cultures to do, do, strive, do more, learn more, uh, be bigger, faster, smarter, stronger, whatever. And I have noticed that, yes, some of those qualities are fucking awesome and have helped me become such a strong, resilient person. But the less I do, the easier everything has begun to flow. And it actually has allowed me to kind of loosen my grip on what isn't real what i've been told is real but truly isn't um and it just it feels freaking awesome when you let go just a little bit like don't let go all the way but you know just a little bit <laughs> yeah letting go i feel like that's the theme of 2020 is like letting go surrender to what is and allowing it to flow because yeah, I've learned that over the years where it's like when you want something so bad and then you're like going for it, putting so much effort to it, but it keeps resisting you. <laughs> it's like, ah, the most frustrating thing. And then we're just like, okay, I'm just going to chill. And then it happens. Magic happens when you release the reins, when you stop micromanaging the universe, when you stop micromanaging your relationship, when you stop micromanaging your schedule, when you stop micromanaging all of the things, right? We have been told if I manage everything, everything will be okay. And that's when shit starts to get crazy and you are no longer in a light, like you're no longer where you wanna be because you're so busy with your business. You're so busy with your kids. You're so busy with all of these other things and not yourself. So you don't actually really know what you like or what you don't like. I was actually talking with a client about that yesterday and I was like, we're going to practice with you one day, one day where you have no set schedule, no plans with anybody, and just allow yourself to see what comes up, right? Is this to help the, the uh, fear-based mindset of control, of like needing to control everything, which is very oh, human of us. <laughs> so um, she kind of sat there and was like, oh, that sounds, that sounds interesting. Can I start with half a day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Start wherever you feel like you are actually able to start. Um, I truly think that when it comes to mindset, intuition work, uh, self-development, all of that stuff, as long as you take one step, you're heading in the right direction. You're already creating change. You don't need to do 
anything more. Yeah, and I feel like we also need to be a little bit kinder to ourselves too because we hold ourselves to all this like high pedestal and this like, yeah, the compare game as well. And especially with social media these days, which you said that you took some time off of. So I would love to hear about that because I don't, like, I, I don't know if it's like the year as well because I was also pulled to it, not as long as you, but I went like over a week and I was like, this is freaking awesome. <laughs> I need to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, I have had an interesting relationship with social media pretty much since its inception, which is like 2005 when I went off to college and like Facebook was a huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually had, I did about eight years without Facebook, which back in the days of when Facebook was huge was like, wait, what? You don't have Facebook, huh? Like, you don't <laughs> exist. So I am pretty practiced in not using social media. Um, and I got a little bit wow, I'm just going to get real honest here. When COVID struck, uh, my partner was in Ecuador. And so uh, we were not sure if he was going to be able to come back. We didn't know if it was going to be 10 days or 10 months or what. And I, so I started getting a little bit more um, fearful, a little bit more anxious about what was happening with COVID. And that led me to start watching a lot more media it led me to be on social media a ton. Um, and I just kind of like started getting that rhythm going of like needing information and searching for information in any way, shape or form. And it's amazing how quickly that addiction to being informed formed for me. And it took me probably about two and a half, three months of like, whoa, holy shit, I am addicted. I need to know what's going on. There's something here um, and I'm getting disconnected from myself. And what my big aha moment was, um, I started working with a coach and we kind of, when George Floyd passed away or was murdered, excuse me, um, he did both actually. <laughs> um, when he was murdered, social media blew up and people took up in what they felt was right for themselves. And some people um, also were forcing the process upon others, which in my personal experience doesn't work for me. Um, forcing someone else to wake up, it's not my responsibility. It's my responsibility as someone who is woke to hold the space for the others who are not with compassion, like you just said, with kindness, with care, so that when they're ready to unfold, they can be received, right? But if you're forcing somebody and pushing it on them, it's gonna make them shut down or cling even tighter to the shit that they believe. And when my coach was doing that, it, it, she kind of was doing that a little bit, at least that's what it felt like for, for me to receive. And it started kind of rubbing me the wrong way, and then I found myself when, when I was having a conversation with them, like, this doesn't feel in alignment for me. And then I found myself creating a story in my mind that their stories on Instagram were talking about our, and our differences. And I kind of made it about myself, where my ego came in to protect myself from feeling uncomfortable with this person. And a light bulb went off. I was like, whoop. I've become too attached 
to this experience of social media. I've let it become a main pillar of who I think I am. When I'm actually not this avatar on Instagram, yes, this is a piece of me. Yes, I share so much of my authentic self here, but it is not me. I am the person, Jessa, completely separate from this experience. And I've put so much of my ego, so much of my beingness into this, and I got to pull that back. So the day before my birthday, after kind of having this couple of weeks of riding this wave of, of emotion and how do I show up in, in this Black Lives Matter movement? How do I show my support? How do I show up as a social justice warrior and also having this kind of like side thing with, with a personal uh, relationship. I kind of was in meditation and it hit me like spirit was like, get off social. Like you got to disconnect like right now. Like it was not a quiet message. It was like my eyes flew open from meditation and I immediately deleted Instagram. And that was almost 20 some days ago. I'm just getting back into it and I've put some serious boundaries around how I plan to, to use it um, and, and really have sought a lot of guidance from my guides and spirit on how to stay true and in alignment while using social media where there are lots of entities at play in social media, right? There's a lot of ego. There's a lot of light. There's a lot of dark. There's, it's a very um, 3D experience if you get caught up into it. It can really suck you back into the right, wrong, and the place of polarity. And to be completely honest, like that's not really a place I like to play. So um, I appreciate it and I love it for what it is, but I'm about that 5D consciousness, sister. <laughs> so I'm going to hang out over there. <laughs> 5D sounds more fun. <laughs> Well, 5D is the place of love and like infinite creation. It's like way more fun up there, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. So you took that time off and because you run a business, right? And you coach people. Um, Cause that's been like questions before. Like people are saying, I can't take time off social media because it's my business and how am I going to run it? How am I going to get clients otherwise? So what was your experience being an entrepreneur and getting the heck off it? Like, that go? Um, so it's funny. That actually was the story that got me into really using social media again. I was like, oh, it's my business. And so I, I really subscribed to that story and like had that as part of my belief system on like why I was using Instagram. Like that was my story that was like running in the loop. And I'm gonna be really honest. Um, yes, I have met amazing people via Instagram. Yes, I've held, have tons of clients that I have found that way, but the majority of my like people in my business is done in relationship, in real life, because that's the type of person that like I value real life conversation. We met on Instagram within the first few days. I was like, let's actually have a conversation. Let's yeah. do a zoom. Let's get to know each other in the best way that we can IRL. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to check that story and remember that actually the work that I do is interpersonal. It's not social media work. It's not shallow work. It's not surface level work. I'm going fucking deep with my clients 
they're not going to come always from Instagram. They're going to come. Most of my clients have come from a recommendation of someone else. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we can kind of check that space, um, as an entrepreneur, there's a balance. There is an absolute balance. And the real connections for me that come from Instagram are ones that actually end up turning into real life friendships, like the one that we have and so many others. It's like when we take the relationship from Instagram offline, that's when the magic happens. And it's like that. And so I just had to start to kind of really remember that piece um, and say, what's more important, my inner balance and alignment or social media? And I think we know the answer to that one. hundred <laughs> percent. Oh my gosh. Good for you. Thanks. Like, yeah. I think, I think I'm next pretty soon because especially just like with me not having, like being, having moved five times this year already. And I'm just like, what? and I need a routine, but right now I'm in limbo again. And like, I, I've been doing my morning routine, like getting up, um, breath work and meditation and they usually don't touch my phone, but there's been a couple of days a week where I'll touch my phone first and then get right on the ground. And I'm like, no, no, stop it. <laughs> it's like right? such an addiction. It's crazy. It is. But the fact that you have the awareness on those mornings of going, oh no, like this doesn't work. Yeah. That awareness is key. I think often we give ourselves so much shit for like, oh my God, that morning I actually was on my phone. And then we get so wrapped in that like downward spiral of it being bad or wrong that we don't actually see the fact that we could recognize it is actually, that's the gold. The fact that you can recognize, damn, I had two weeks, two days this week where I got on Instagram right away. That key right there, that awareness is what's going to help shift it for the future and help keep you out of that negative frequency, right? Keep you vibrating in that place of growth. When you come from the place of like awareness and curiosity, then you can invite in compassion and change. But if you don't look at the awareness and you just see, oh my God, I've done something wrong, you're going to keep yourself vibrating at that lower frequency. So yeah, it fucking sucks those mornings when you're like, God damn it, I got on Instagram right away. <laughs> but it's also okay because now you have awareness. Then you can start asking, what was I feeling that morning? Like where, where was my head? Why did I reach for my phone? Like, it gives you opportunity then to choose differently in the future. So great. Thank you for that advice. Yeah. 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 I just like key thing is anytime you have an awareness around something, you are automatically beginning to change it. Like that's it. Yeah. Awareness is key. Awareness is the first step. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And I will say since I've been off social media, and this is something that I think I'm realizing is super key for me. I have just been like getting down and dirty in the woods. Uh, my partner and I are just purchased a piece of property out in central Oregon. And we, I mean, it's just like wild. There's nothing there. So we've had to, or we are, we get to um, kind of mold it and work with the land and create this little outpost for our friends, our family, uh, to come to so that we can always be in nature if we want to be. Um, so I've replaced social media with playing in the dirt, building trail, um, building an outhouse and a compost toilet and organizing, uh, like this kind of new way of being for us. That's more attuned with nature. 
I'm coming over. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I love nature so much. Like, okay. So like, tell me a little bit about this. So the place that you're now, are you moving from it and going to the woods or do you have two places? Um, right now we have two places we're going to kind of vibe with that. Um, so this actually all came about from COVID. Um, so I feel super, super blessed about it. So he was in Ecuador and while he was gone, while he was stuck in Ecuador for an extra almost 10 days, uh, which was just crazy, um, I started I started spiraling. Okay, I had my second ego death of the year while he was gone. I started like spiraling out and um, I went into full prepper mode. I don't know if you know what that is. Um, so in the U S we have like people who are like survivalists and preppers that like doomsday preppers. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Like okay, yeah. people who are like getting all the canned food and like all the ammo and all the things. Zombie kind of, people. <laughs> yes. So I kind of, I've always like appreciated those people. I think that like, I've always known that there's something to it. And while he was gone, I went full prepper mode. I like got all of the like, uh, outdoor gear, like I have a ton already, but I got like the most, like I got the waterproof, weatherproof matches. I went and got like all of the, uh, you know, in case we get lost from one another, separated, like little beacons. And I, I, that was kind of my vibe. And I, and then the park started closing in Oregon and they're like, okay, all the national parks are closed. All of the state parks are closed. Blah, blah. And I, nature to me is like how I stay in my being. And my, I, my ego was like, we must be in nature. Like we have to figure this out. So I told myself, I was like, all right, when he gets back, we have to invest in a piece of land or property or woods that we can, nobody can ever tell us what we can and cannot yeah, do. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, he came home and was like, what, what do you want to do? Huh? And, and then, like, I just kind of like left it. And about a month later, he was like, I, we got to do it. Let's, let's do it. Um, and we just kind of let it come to us, found this perfect place of land. Like you were saying before, you're like, I manifested this perfect place. We did just that. Um, and so our goal is to have an outpost, a place where we can always go, uh, to do like indoor, outdoor living. We're going to build out a huge outdoor kitchen and we have tons of camp spots and things like that. Um, but what we are going to do past that, we're completely unsure, um, you know, we have our apartment in Portland for another five to six months. And I think we're just kind of in the place of, of being in the flow with it. And, uh, you know, I think we all talk about a five-year plan, three-year plan, whatever. We've thrown the plan book out the window and are like kind of going step by step and trusting the process, trusting our intuition and allowing the, the property that we've purchased, allowing the land to tell us what the next step is, mm. um, which has been epic. It's just been magical. It's been purely magical. Wow. So you have no house on it. You just bought land. That's so cool. <laughs> I've been talking about like my community. I'm like, we just need to build a commune place. Like, can we just go into the woods and live? <laughs> I, um, I am actually hearing that a lot in quite a few communities people are like uh i want to live more with the land and with others and share and bring all of our expertise together and i truly believe that that's um where we are moving to in the future um but that's because that's what feels right in my bones 
um, whatever other people decide, as long as it feels good in their bones, we cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and like COVID, I feel has gotten people to think a little bit deeper of like where their food comes from, for one. Like I was thinking at the beginning of this, I'm like, are they gonna shut down the food supply? Like that's literally what I felt because I'm like, they're getting crazy about this. Like technically COVID could be on all our celery and broccoli. What are they gonna do then? Like people are transporting this everywhere. Like I was thinking deep like that. And I'm like, why don't I grow my own food? Like I went pretty deep also. (laughs) Girl, I have started growing my own food. I now I'm growing my own bok choy. I have like my plants are so loved right now because I'm like, I want to talk, touch them and talk to them and make sure they're doing okay. Um, just, it, it's kind of spurred a lot of that kind of pulling back to nature in me. Um, and also, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I've seen a lot of, in my personal experience, um, already there's been quite a few um, supply chain shortages. Um, and that's definitely something that will continue to happen as COVID expands and contracts and expands and contracts as as it grows so um yeah girl grow your own bro- broccoli like do it Why not? <laughs> this Get is a little grow light you know <laughs> this is the question i have about growing your own food though like obviously you plant the seeds and it takes time right and the seasons yeah. you can't actually i mean you would have to have a really big area to have like to be totally supported like year round right like how does that actually work (laughs) so I am not an agricultural expert I am actually becoming one I'm starting to educate myself um and I bought a book it's called like the the one acre homestead or something like that um and it tells you how you can in everything from an eighth of an acre all the way to an acre how you can create a fully sustainable system for yourself including food um, so I'm kind of like learning that, but I think it's pretty possible on, on a small piece of property. It's just figuring out what exactly do you need and want and desire to grow. Um, and then how, and what do you need to make that happen? Um, and honestly, just tons of patience, like tons and tons of patience. I grew a bok choy, uh, like a set, a little fleet. I've got like four little bok choy. Um, and I grew them from little the ends the butts of bok choy as I cut off and the whole process has taken about okay they're pretty big right now I actually need to like pluck them and eat them Mm. Um, and it's taken about from beginning to end probably two months just under six seven weeks okay yeah and it's also like really fun to watch this thing yeah grow right like you're like oh my god I did that like I didn't really do it. I just supported this plant as it's <laughs> yeah. doing its thing. But then there's that symbiotic relationship of like I was changing the water and like talking to this little plant, and now it's like alive, and I get to eat it. <laughs> well, yeah, I definitely want. Like we used to have strawberry bushes in our backyard when I was a kid, and I just remember eating those strawberries were so good. Like an organic, real strawberry that's not freaking 10 pounds, that's like tiny, and oh, they're just so good and flavorful. Yeah, it it definitely, at least for me, I've recognized in the last couple of months that doing things myself is pretty rad. It changes the energetics of whatever I am experiencing. 
um, when I do something by myself from beginning to end or in relationship, in co-creation with others, um, that energy is different and it really feels, you feel more connected, right? When you, when you ate that strawberry as a child, you're going to feel more connected to it because it's something that is yours and your family's and it, it's like in your backyard, right? It just has a little bit of this closeness, this more intimate experience um, than a store-bought, you know, modified Mm -hmm. explosive strawberry <laughs> with no flavor at all yeah it's, yeah right now well it's weird because the weather has been interesting like not really sunny where I live um and it's usually pretty sunny out during this time of year um and it's blueberry season July and August and I'm literally a fiend for blueberries like I will have a two pound crate three pound crate I'll eat the whole thing in one sitting I'm like it's not good. I don't know if that's healthy but I'm like I love blueberries so much and I'm just waiting oh. like where are they when can I go pick them like they're not ready yet <laughs> oh my god so I had some girlfriends come out to the property this weekend um and all of us each and every single one of us brought at least like a pound of blueberries because we all love blueberries so 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 much we ate them all I got just a little bit. We ate all of them because we just, I don't know what it is. Blueberries are damn good. They're so good. Yeah. And I really feel like I eat enough of them through July and August that like I, all, I have them enough antioxidants for the rest of my year to like keep me protected from like everything. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I go overboard on them, but. Well, um, so if I, it's sunny in Portland. So oh. when I can go, when I go pick some blueberries, I'll, uh mail them to you in Canada. Is that, is that allowed? I don't think so, but we'll make it work. <laughs> you me and then you can like transfer the energy of you eating the blueberry to me and I'll be like, yes. Yeah. Um, I wanted to also ask you about um, like COVID and ego and ego death because you and I were talking about that. Like I experienced something and so did you. So I'd love to hear your story about the ego, what you think the ego is, and especially probably like with your work, I'm sure that comes up a whole ton. So totally. Um, <laughs> ooh, so I, I've experienced many an ego death in my life. Um, that's just like rapid fire growth for me. Um, but this year I've experienced three major ego deaths, um, back to back since the COVID, OG, like the original COVID outbreak in the beginning of the year. And whew, what I have learned about the beautiful ego is one, it is not the enemy. Our ego is our friend. It's our companion. It's um, an anchor to our humanness mm -hmm. and um, truly is a gift and a blessing while also being a sneaky motherfucker. <laughs> um, our ego shifts as we shift. So as we grow, as we expand, our ego will continue to come for a ride. And it can change and maneuver itself as we grow and change to create safety, comfort, and um, relatability within our own self. It's how we can feel comfortable in the new expression of ourself is when our ego starts to come on and go, oh, 
okay, so this is safe. So now I'm going to make this little container safe. And now I'm going to do this. It can kind of do it without even your awareness at first. And then you have this new opportunity to see where your ego kind of starts to come back in and contain you. So I kind of think of the ego as our shell, if you will, our safety shell. And each time we start to push up against it, that's when we become uncomfortable. We start to feel that resistance, that kind of stagnant energy, that weirdness, where we start to become that unsure because we're pushing against the outer shell of the ego. And then just like a bird or a snake trying to get out of the shell, it has to crack through. And so one part of you will crack through and start to recognize it, but the ego, right, that shell is still around you. So you have to kind of peel back all the different layers of the ego to fully experience that cracking of the shell, which is what I like to call an ego death, where the shell that you have created for yourself cracks all the way off, and then you're naked again, and you feel vulnerable and open, almost so much so that you're like, oh my God, I need protection again. And then you find protection in different ways, whether you start to build a new nest for yourself whether you start to find friends who are going to nurture you, bring you food, right? Like if you are a baby bird, right? Your ego is then no longer are you, is the ego a shell? The ego has become all of these new things that you've created for yourself to feel comfortable. It's the nest you've built for yourself. It's the new friends that you've built for yourself and the way that they build you up, right? And so your ego has shifted. It's changed as you have changed. And then you have that new opportunity to start to go, oh, where has my ego come in? Is it the safety of my nest? And how long do I need it? Because you can stay safely in the nest for a little bit, but at some point you have to fly. Yeah. And so then that's that new question, that new leveling up. And whew, it, is, it is so painful to move through the layers of the ego, but the ego is there to show you where your capacity and potential for expansion lies, for growth. Ooh. Right, so each time you start to recognize like, ooh, wow, I'm starting to feel comfortable, why? Or wow, I'm in this relationship with this person and like something feels like not right. That's when you get to go, ooh, maybe there's this opportunity here for me to push past the limit of my ego that I have now built. Like you as your being and you as your ego are working together to create a space for expansion and contraction. That's play, that's life. Mm -hmm. When you breathe, when you inhale, you expand, you're letting life in, you're taking up space. When you exhale, you're literally contracting, you're squeezing out all of the things that are no longer necessary. Our life is the exact same and our ego and beingness are the same. Our beingness is the inhale, the expansion, the knowing that we can take everything in, that we can handle it all. The ego is the contraction. You have to rinse out. You got to squeeze. You got to break away. You got to push out all the shit that's holding you back from that next level of expansion. They're, they're two parts of the same coin. They work hand in hand. Um, sometimes that contraction, that ego death is like way tighter, way more uncomfortable than you could ever imagine. And often that sends people running right back where they were. 
Right. And that's how people repeat patterns over and over again or at the same lessons or why do these people keep coming into my life? It's the <laughs> same thing to me. <laughs> yeah. Got and it. then at some point you realize, damn, I've been down this circle way too many times. And then the curiosity, the awareness is there. The curiosity is there. The compassion is there. The ability to ask for help will slowly come in, right? If you're willing. But the thing is, and this is like super key, you have to be willing to recognize that every time you come up against a similar pattern, a similar experience, you have to be willing to recognize that it is a choice. It's not happening to you. It's not anything that is against you. You have to choose to recognize what is in it for you or not. And if you don't choose, that's cool. But I'm going to tell you what, don't keep coming and complaining to me about the same thing. I'm not here for it. Yes. <laughs> I'm not here for it. Oh if, we're working, if we're working together and you're going to tell me the same story over and over in different ways, like you best bet I'm going to tell you. All right, here is something to look at. Here is your mirror. If you don't want to look at it, that's cool. You're on your own. Yeah. I still, I still support. I still support. <laughs> All you can do is hold, hold the mirror and hope for the best. Right. Support and support and support. Um, at least that's, that's personally my coaching style. Support and support and support. Call them out when they are stuck in the same loop. Just well, by I think, saying, I think hey, what's people, going on? I think that's why people hire coaches too, to get called out. I mean, why would you, uh, you know what I mean? I think that's a great, like, I feel everybody needs a coach. Like even the top producers in the world have coaches, like yeah. nobody's better than anyone else. And we all need to, um, I don't know what the word is <laughs> like not, well, we do need to share and collaborate together to like level up individually, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Totally. So I don't want to go through this world or life alone. And if someone can help elevate me faster to like see my blind spots, then why wouldn't I do that? Exactly. And I love what you just said. Nobody is better than anybody else. That's so, so, so key. Um, I think we put people on a pedestal often, um, including ourselves including the things about ourselves that we love. We're like, yes, this part of me is like freaking awesome. And like, yes, this person is freaking awesome. And it, it really is recognizing that no one's better than anyone else. We just all know things differently and have different zones of genius and awareness. And when we work collaboratively, especially in like a coaching or friendship or relationship, like we do have an opportunity then to help support and elevate one another it's that like reaching, if I'm one step higher than you, I'm going to reach my hand down and help you, right? Because I know where you want to go and I've been where you were. And so we get to actually love and support one another rather than shame, blame, or judge one another for being yes. in a different place. Actually, the last time we talked to when we were originally going to <clears throat> record this podcast, then I went out camping. I actually like, it was really a profound lesson that I learned um during camping too like what we were saying like yeah if you're a level higher you reach your hand down 
Um, and a lot of times what I've noticed in my life is I've not only reached my hand down, I've actually walked down the stairs to their level where they're at and stayed mm. there. Whereas like true leadership I've realized is like, here, here's my hand. But if you want to stay down there, I'm not going to go down there. You can come and rise up here with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that's what, like, one of the lessons I discovered during um, my camping trip, but it was like, what an amazing lesson. I know, right? <laughs> I love I love it. That's that's empowered leadership. Really truly when you are standing in your truth, when you stand in your sovereignty and support others from that space, that is true leadership. And when you I I believe as a leader or as a coach, as a human, right? For me, when I am out of sovereignty, when I'm out of alignment, I allow myself the compassion and the space to be honest with the people around me. Like, Hey, right now I'm not in a place to offer support because I'm going through something and I'll take a step back, which is part of the reason why I got off social media, right? Like I needed to take a step back so that I can be in my alignment, in my sovereignty and back in my place of leadership before reaching my hand out and supporting others. Right? Like that is so key don't get messed, mixed up in all of the other things. Don't lower yourself to be more in alignment with others, right? Don't change who you are and what your experience is, but allow yourself the space to like pause and just be like, whew, I gotta take a step back before I do anything. We kind of are afraid of that, that space where, especially on social media, we're afraid, oh my God, my business won't do well. Oh my God, I'm gonna lose followers. Oh my God, whatever the story is, right? When in actuality, if you continue to act out of alignment, that's what's going to cause the loss. Yeah. <laughs> so taking pause, you, you're literally, yes, the world is still going on around you, but by you taking pause, all the things that you are, that are for you are also going to pause until you're back in it, right? Like you kind of just have to trust that as much as you can. Trust. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And trusting yourself. And then it comes back to intuition. <laughs> trusting. Yeah. 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 I, I really believe that like a, everything is coming up for grabs in 2020. Like we are going through all of the shadows that we move through individually are coming up collectively. Um, I could like get super way off on that, but maybe we'll save that for another time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the year of trust and discernment right? Because all of the shadows are starting to come up, we have literally stirred up the muck underneath the ocean individually and collectively, which is leaving us in the water being like, I don't know which way is up or down. I don't know which way is left, right, above, below. And that's okay, right? When we're swimming, when we're figuring it out, we have to like trust our gut that we're moving in the right direction and use discernment. What, when I meet another fish in the ocean or I meet another person in in life, is this in alignment for me or not? It doesn't make the other person bad or wrong. What it does is allow you to trust your inner knowing that's more heart and gut centered than head centered. So it's, it's just kind of a year of getting to know ourselves and getting to know what actually feels good for Jessa you know, Shannon, each person, like, instead of going, oh, well, my friend Jessa, like, really likes this person, so I'm gonna like this person. (laughs) Jessa likes this person, but this person actually feels not good, 
I get like a creepy crawly feeling in my back. Cool. I don't have to be friends with that person just because my friend is friends with that person. Mm -hmm. I don't have to endorse this person because someone else I know is endorsing them. It's allowing us to uh, check our sovereignty. Yeah. Yeah. I am. That resonates with me a lot. And somewhere, where did I read it? It was um, something like 2020. Oh my God, it just went in and out. (laughs) What I was going to (laughs) say. that's okay but yeah 2020 has definitely been a year of yeah shaking things up totally it's it's all we're in a snow globe that has been turned and tousled and I honestly like think it's uh, I honestly think it's a massive blessing I I was gonna say yeah it's like people are like uh, I read somewhere where it was like yeah like are you thriving in 2020 if not like think about why you aren't and I'm like yeah you know what it's been pretty as crazy as it's been as it's been it's been super positive in in for me anyways for the it's been for the better Mm -hmm. even the moments where I have been experiencing ego death I um I'm going to share something really vulnerable. I, one of my ego deaths actually dropped me in to a timeline from when I was 12. Um, and I like felt those feelings again. And a lot of those feelings were suicidal feelings of like not wanting to be on the planet anymore, but like not really knowing how to make that happen. And just like feeling like my, me being here was taking up space. And to be back, to be in that place of the ego death and to recognize that this is a past timeline from my past trauma and it was being stirred up again, it was the most painful experience. I mean, it was like a full week of questioning whether or not I should be here, what my uh, value was, which is so something that I'm like, I know my value, I know my worth, I've done this work, but the fact that this deep shadow showed up and that I had to, and I got to relive it again from this new space of awareness, such a blessing to be able to go, wow, I have been carrying this energy slightly under the surface, deep within me since I was 12 years old and I'm 33. And it's been something that I've healed, quote, end quote, in my mind for so long. But this ego death, it reminded me it wasn't in my mind that this was a heart feeling. This was a soul feeling of disconnection from source because of the mind, because of the ego, because of stories I've created, because of safety I thought I have created. So to be able to relive that experience and to recognize that that piece of me needs to die so that I could expand, I wouldn't change it for anything to be able to have that experience I truly believe is because 2020 has stirred up all of the shit and so you can't turn away from the deep shadows that get stirred up I mean you can if you want to I chose not to right right? and so I chose to fully embrace that and when I recognized and like called it forward and was like wow I am feeling this feeling from when I was 12 and I went into the whole list of you know, my parents were going through some stuff, like a whole list of the traumas that I was experiencing at a young age and started recognizing how I was experiencing them in a similar yet different way as a 33-year-old woman. That's when I was able to start to choose whether it was going to take me or empower me. And um, 
it was hard. It was definitely a challenge, but I recognized it and I was like, I am ready to have an ego death. I'm ready for this piece of me to die. And that's what I recognized. It's like feeling that feeling of like, oh my God, I, I, I shouldn't be here. I can't be here. Was it me actually wanting to take my own life? It was me recognizing that a piece of me needed to die so that I could live. Yes. Amazing. I, thanks. And I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't, it was fucking painful, but I wouldn't change it for anything because the ability to see all of myself and embrace that wound is actually what's helped me transmute it so that I can feel lighter. And now I feel like way more armed and ready for whatever is next. And yeah, you are armed and ready because oh, that's so great. I am, um, I'm really excited for you and Thanks. proud of you and happy because yeah, it starts with us. You know, it does. It starts with us. And then even all this stuff, like what you're saying, the movement and the black lives matter. And I don't know, shaming people to do whatever we think is right. But like at the end of the day, we have to, yeah, like you said, hold the mirror and bring it back to us and start with ourselves and where, where, where are our shadows? Where's our ego? How have we done stuff in life previous? And just, yeah, take a look. And by doing that work, like you said, we transmute, we transcend, and that ripples out to others. So thank you for doing that work. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, I just feel that there's so much shooting out there. And I truly, I tell this to my clients, like, stop shooting yourself. Yeah. Like straight up. There is no should. There's no, I have to, you don't have to do anything. Right. Everything that we do is a choice. Um, if there's anything that will help you shift your life more than anything else, it's that it's recognizing that you have a choice in everything that you do in every experience, every conversation, every relationship, is ultimately a choice. Yeah. I, um, I tell my clients when they're like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. I'm like, choose any other word, yeah. any other word. I am blessed to, I choose <laughs> to, I get to, I am excited to, I am intrigued. I don't care. Have is a word that doesn't exist in my vocabulary. Should word that I'm realizing it's really hard to get away from, but mm. I'm working on. <laughs> Language is so powerful, like the, uh, most, the most powerful <laughs> and yeah, it's super unconscious. Like I'm, I'm, I am, even I was just going to say, I'm trying to, and I'm like, no, nope, don't even use that word. I'm like, there is no <laughs> it's only do or do not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, recognizing things that I say. Yeah. And Being how, impeccable with your word. The first agreement. <laughs> oh. I, I read that book again during quarantine and I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for <laughs> allowing me to read this again. Like, what a great reminder. Such a great reminder. Um, it's one of the books that I give to all of my clients when they sign on with me because it, it's gospel, in my opinion. I, um, when I started following the four agreements and embodying them, that is when things really took off for me. Um, and what I mean by that is like, 
I started to feel in alignment. I, my relationship started to change. My business started to change. I started to change. Um, and I really started to take ownership and responsibility for my end of the bullshit, the drama and the mess that I was creating for myself, which is mm-hmm. huge and so healing. Mm. Yeah. If y'all are listening and haven't read that book, The Four Agreements, so good. So good. About, Yeah. The, like the disease of the mind and how we choose to suffer. <laughs> it's a cho- like going back to your, it's a choice. I'm like, yeah, okay. It is a choice. Do I want to stay here and continue to think about this, that, and the other that is really not serving me? No. So I get to choose differently. My um, partner and I today, he was cleaning um, and trimming our little herb garden. And he was like, oh man, I really should have done this earlier. And I was like, hey, now you get to in the future. And he was like, you're right. That's so much better. I get to do better in the future. And I was just like, I love you. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> like, right? oh, like those little moments. That's where change happens. It's like that one word choice. Yeah. Changing that whole relationship with that experience. Mm, so good. Thank you for that. I've learned so many little lessons from you today. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, I'm feeling really pulled to... Wow, feeling called to pull a card. <laughs> so, what number do you pick? Seven. Seven. Do you know your life path number? Twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Hmm. You see it? Whoa. Whale and orca elders, share your song, frequency of sound, diving deep. (laughs) I your guides have been telling me I need to sing. Oh my god. My song for healing. And I'm like, I am not a singer. I I love to talk. (laughs) Singing thing keeps coming up for me. So all right, read me. Tell me, tell me what's coming through. Okay, the whale and orca elders are benevolent cosmic beings here to anchor a frequency of love onto the planet, to harmonize with their song. As they weave around the oceans, they do so much more than any of us know. Their physical, <laughs> their physical presence affects Earth's magnetic field, and their harmonics call us to wake up and remember our own soul's song. Looking into the eye of a whale is something you'll never forget. Whales see into your very being, and in an instant, you are changed forever. Oh, I have full body chills. (laughs) (laughs) They see beyond the physical, the woundings, the identity, the personality, the story. (laughs) This is so crazy. (laughs) Just talking about it. They see right into your soul. If you pull this card, you're being called to surrender to your deepest truth and share it potently. Yeah, to bow who you are, to bow to who you truly are, to stretch your heart wide enough to hold it all, and to leave your fears, doubts, and baggage at the door, to question any part that doesn't feel good enough. The whale and orca elders want you to give others the privilege of seeing who you truly are, and for you to see the same in other beings, to drop Mm. your hangups and personality flaws, and get busy revealing the unique note your soul came here to sing. Allow the song that echoes in the four chambers of your heart to innate in all directions peel back the layers of suffering and pain and reveal to others your your soul's true song and endeavor to see the soul of all that you meet wow that was like right on point super powerful especially because i'm just like 
rapid fire ego death, ego death. And I believe that every time the ego dies, we're one step closer to the soul. Mm-hmm. And that the ego is going to keep showing up until we are left with nothing but our soul, nothing but our beingness. Um, so what a potent, magical card. Oh, I have full body chills. <laughs> I can feel. So I've really been recently experiencing uh, crown tingles when people speak. And like if it's true for me or for them, I'm getting like crown chakra, like lighting up and this was crown chakra and the entire right side of my spine into my arms that was potent medicine thank you for sharing that you're welcome you're so welcome okay jessa like if people want to like what type of person um is how can i wear this better (laughs) (laughs) um if people want to work with you how can they get in contact with you? What can they expect as you as their coach? And I guess, what, what are you looking for in a client also? Um, so I really, my ideal client is someone who is in that space of awareness, recognizing that their limiting beliefs, that their fears, their patterns of behavior are starting to become really cyclical. Um, And they recognize that like some work needs to be done and they're starting um, to do that work, but don't really know exactly where to go. Um, They're in the beginning stages that seeking or deep in it and have gone as far as they can. So it's, it's people who are really ready to go. And I like to to say this, to go full send and to (laughs) becoming themselves. People who are uh, maybe a little, uh, interested in spirituality, but are unsure and uh, ready to do more. And what you can expect working with me, um, I hold really safe space. Um, I will never force anything upon you. I'll never make you feel uh, shame or guilt or any of those feelings because I felt them. Um, Where my work comes from is I felt those feelings at a very, very young age. And I felt so alone and so misunderstood. And like, if just somebody could hear me, if somebody could listen and help me, then I would feel different. And I've spent my life doing this work for myself so that no one else who is feeling that feeling ever has to feel it. So that I can offer support to those people who are feeling lost and a little confused and unsure of themselves, but know that there's something more. Um, And so I really love to hold that space. And I will be really honest. I will not let you see through your own bullshit, but I'm never going to force you to move into something if you are not ready. Right? So when a client of mine is like, oh, I definitely have some residual stuff with this certain relationship or from this time in my life, we're going to get there. But I'm not going to say, cool, let's go right now. We're going to slowly work together to unfold that and get all the other little pieces out of the way so that we can get to the biggest wound when it's ready. You don't go for the biggest wound to begin with, right? It's, it's like a layer of practice. Um, I like to work with people in six months or longer. Um, but, you know, I am also really open to having a genuine conversation and connection with someone to see what's right for them. Um, that's the part of the intuitive 
piece of being a coach. I'm also an intuitive healer. So I kind of mix those two things together to make sure that A, it's a soul contract that we both want to be in agreement for. And B, it's going to be a soul contract that's going to help the soul flourish, not want to go back into the ego shell. That's so beautiful. And I just love you so much. And whoever gets to work with you is truly blessed. And I'm even like, maybe I need to work with you. (laughs) I've got, I have two spots open. Um, I actually just released two spots. And so they will be open until they get filled. So if you're, yeah. Um, And I also have just opened up a deep dive session. So this is 90 minutes for like one limiting belief or one thing that you know you've been going through and you really want to kind of hammer home that one thing will go really deep and create a practice to help with that specific thing um, and kind of get you uh, situated in uh, an experience and practice of, of uh, how to heal that space, uh, usually with about a 40-day practice and, and offering support, but it's kind of like a one-on-one session that we go full send uh, without the, the full coaching container. It's kind of like a little little taste of the work that I do um, to kind of get people get people excited about coaching. I think there's a lot of uh, ideas of what it is and I just want people to see that it can be different. Cool. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Jessa, I'm just, yeah. Thanks for coming and talking today. You have lifted my spirits, sister. Oh. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Every time I get to spend with you, I'm always like, my heart is like a little bird in my chest and I get like so excited. We just jam so well and to see your bright smiling face always, always lights me up. Oh, thank you. I received that. That's so nice. <laughs> Love you. Namaste. We'll have you on again, I'm sure, for a million other things to talk about because you are wise beyond your years. Thank you. Oh yeah, I've been around, I've been on this planet many, many times. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I am just so excited to spend this time with you. Yay, namaste. Namaste. Namaste.